We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. To be able to work less and earn more, you have to figure out how to leverage your time, how to do things once that have an ongoing impact. That sounds a lot like how you create passive income, doesn't it? And that's because it is. A work less, earn more business is one that creates not only active income, but passive income as well. Running a business online makes this a lot easier to do than if you're dealing with physical stuff. Local brick and mortar businesses have to open shop, provide real-time customer service, manufacture physical products, and then ship them. Those tasks can be automated by delegating them to other humans and sometimes to machines, but those workers need to be overseen by supervisors. And while this can enable a business to grow far larger than it ever could as a one-man shop, it often means that that one man or one woman is still with their hands quite full. Online businesses, though, are a different beast altogether. Dealing in ones and zeros, they're able to run on truly automated processes, software. And software, unlike human employees, doesn't demand daily management. And that means that you can set up systems to increase your income without having to increase your hours. Making more money and scaling your company largely depends on your marketing efforts. Those, after all, are the systems designed to attract leads and convert them into paying customers. Those are the systems that generate sales. While marketing platforms and strategies are as diverse as the businesses that use them, one of the most common methods for marketing online is email marketing. Email is, perhaps, the most universal channel of communication in this digital age, and it's also an excellent way of communicating substantial amounts of information, unlike other methods such as texting. And sales conversations often require that more information is communicated. In today's episode, we'll be discussing five of the most powerful email marketing sequences to use to increase sales for your online business. If you're interested in learning how to use automation to increase your income without having to increase your hours, then this episode is for you. All right, so let's get this started by talking about what an email sequence is. So an email sequence is a series of emails that are automatically sent to a specific segment of your email list. So if you have an email list, a group of people who you have their email address, you can send emails to them either live. These are typically called broadcasts. And these emails are an email that you write and then you hit send or possibly you schedule for a future date and it goes at one time. An email sequence, on the other hand, is a series of emails that are sent automatically based on some type of trigger event. These triggers could be some sort of action It could be a behavior or it could be a period of time. So let me give you some examples of what each of those types of triggers could be. A trigger could be something like browsing behavior. So if someone goes onto a certain page of your website or when they subscribe to your list or if they start to check out for a product and then don't finish checking out or if they finish checking out for a product and they actually purchase one. 
On the other hand, we have these time-based triggers. And so this could be immediately after they sign up for your list or five days after they sign up or 10 days after they click a certain link. So with any of these types of triggers, what happens is when that trigger occurs, it prompts a sequence to start. And then a series of emails is sent to the subscriber. Now, this series of emails could be two emails. It could be 100 emails. They could be spaced one day apart or they could be spaced 10 days apart. You could have one email sent and then 10 days later, another and then 30 days later, another. So I'm sure that you can already see all the different possibilities there are for these sequences. There are so many different uses for them. You can use them when someone subscribes to welcome them onto your list. You can use them to sell your products. You can use them after someone subscribes so that you can deliver the product to your new customer and help to onboard them and help them to use it effectively. The really cool thing about email sequences is that there's something that you can set up once and then they can continue to work for you in the future. Unlike emails that you're sending live, broadcasts, where you write an email, you send it, it goes out to however many subscribers you have right then or a certain segment of subscribers that you have right then. And then next week comes around, you need to write another email. These sequences, you can set them up one time based on a trigger. And once the sequence is set up, those emails are going to continue to send on into the future indefinitely. Not only the subsequent emails in the sequence, but also as new subscribers join your list or take actions that trigger those events that cause these emails to start to send, that will cause more people to be added to your sequence and to start to get these emails. So it is a really powerful way to automate your business. And these email sequences can take people from not knowing about your company at all to becoming full-fledged, enthusiastic customers who love to recommend your brand. So what's really cool about that is that instead of just trying to use an email sequence to sell a product, you can actually use them to really funnel people through the entire process of that customer journey, taking them from the very beginning all the way to being a raving fan of your business. So now that you understand what email sequences are, let's talk about these five different email sequences that every online business should have. Now, I wanna say right up front that it's not that every online business must have all five of these email sequences. These are five important functions that can all be accomplished by email sequences and using email sequences is a really powerful way to accomplish these things in your business. There are alternative ways to accomplish these things though. And so if you already have a system that is working for you that accomplishes one of these different actions in your business, then feel free to just go ahead and keep on doing what you're doing that is working. But if you don't have a way to to do one of these five things, email sequences are a really good way to do it. The very first one, as you can probably guess, is a welcome sequence. So what is a welcome sequence? A welcome sequence is a series of emails that someone gets right after they subscribe to your email list for the first time. And as the name suggests, a welcome sequence welcomes someone to your email list, welcomes them to your community, it greets them, it introduces them to your brand, and it helps to kind of initiate them and onboard them. So you have to think about the position that someone is in when they first join your email list. Quite possibly, they don't know very much about you or about your company or why they would really be interested in what you have to offer. Maybe they've glanced around your website a little bit. Maybe they have read a few 
few blog posts on your site. Maybe they've scrolled your Instagram, but they don't really know the whole deal. They have just gotten kind of this scattershot approach, read some random things. So you need to explain to them the whole picture. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to tell them every detail. You just need to make sure that they have a well-rounded perspective on exactly what your business does, because otherwise they will not be interested in opening your future emails, reading them, and they won't know about your products and how they might be able to work with you. So your welcome sequence is going to accomplish all of these things. Now, since we are talking about how email sequences can increase your income and help you to actually earn more, I wanna touch on how a welcome sequence can help your business to earn more money. There are two important ways that a welcome sequence does this. The first one is that the welcome sequence can actually transition into a sales sequence. You can have a series of welcome emails that ends by offering a product for them to buy. And this is really effective because it means that you are selling a product early on when someone is still paying a lot of attention to your emails. You'll see that as someone is subscribed to your email list for longer and longer, they gradually open your emails less and less. And that's just because the novelty of it wears off. Their email inbox gets cluttered up with more and more other things that they've subscribed to more recently. Anyway, but that is very, very typical. So if you can make a sales pitch early on, right after someone subscribes, then it is going to get seen by a lot more, a higher percentage of your new subscribers. Now, of course, you don't want to pitch too early. So it's important that you do have some actual welcome emails first to start off that relationship on a good foot. But once you've done that welcoming, it is prime time to make an initial offer. That's the first way. The second way that an email welcome sequence can help to increase sales is because you are getting that relationship off on the right foot. That means that you're going to have a much stronger relationship with this prospect. They're going to be much more likely to open your emails in the future. And whenever you pitch them, they will be more receptive to your offer. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of how to build out a welcome sequence right now in today's episode. Uh, Very recently, we covered that in detail. It was entirely focused on email welcome sequences. I outlined in detail an email welcome sequence for you to use exactly what to say in each of the emails. So if you haven't already listened to that and you don't have a great working email welcome sequence, I would highly recommend going back and listening to that episode, episode number 67. Okay, so let's move on and talk about email sequence number two, and that is an automated sales sequence. So an automated sales sequence is exactly what it sounds like. It is a series of emails that sells a product. Now, First things first, let's make sure that each of your automated sales sequences is focused on selling just one product. We wanna keep these sales sequences as focused as possible so that we don't confuse our potential customers. Now, I'm sure you can already tell what an automated sales sequence is. It's a series of emails that guides a prospect to purchase a product. It's going to tell them about the product, about how the product can help them, the different benefits of the product, who the product is for, who it isn't, share some testimonials with them, offer a limited time offer. This is very typical in these sequences. Maybe it's a sale that ends on a certain date, or maybe registration is closing for your product. Maybe there's a limited number available, but in some way or other, there's going to be a limited time offer. Now, 
How can this help to increase sales? Well, it's pretty obvious, I think, but by pitching your product and by pitching it more frequently, you're going to be generating more sales. Sometimes it can be easy to wonder why nobody is buying your product and then realize that it's because you haven't been telling people that it is for sale or you haven't been presenting them with an appealing offer. Now, creating one of these automated sales sequences is a great way to make sure that your product is being pitched on a regular basis to every new person who joins your email list. You could have this automated sales sequence triggered by the ending of your welcome sequence, or you could have some other trigger where perhaps in your weekly email newsletter, you include a link. And if someone clicks on that link, perhaps to join the waitlist for your product, then they get added to your automated sales sequence. There are a lot of different options here, and we're actually going to be talking about that a little more later on in today's episode. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to give you a caveat. We are talking about automation today. If you have been listening to recent episodes, you will remember that back in episode 69, we were talking about automation and some reasons why you might not want to automate things, some things you might want to wait to automate, and just that important conversation to have about how automation isn't always the magic answer to everything, and it can actually stunt your business's growth. So if you haven't already listened to episode 69, you'll want to go back and listen to that before you try to implement one of these different automated sequences, especially the automated sales sequence, because I don't want you to do that too early. Okay, so... In talking about automated sales sequences, the last thing I want to touch on is some different examples of different types of automated sales sequences, just to give you some ideas of how these different sequences can work, because there are lots of different options. And just understand this is not an exhaustive list. There are many more different types of automated sales sequences, but these are some of the most popular. The first one is called a webinar funnel. You probably interacted with one of these funnels in the past. A webinar funnel is started when someone registers for a webinar or a live training or pre-recorded training. Training videos are typically free for people to watch and they can register for them for free. They're typically going to be at a scheduled time, although some people do them as instant access where someone can register and then watch the video training immediately. But once someone registers for this event, it is going to trigger a email sequence. And that email sequence will be a sales sequence that will be based around that webinar. So the webinar often will give kind of the big picture. It will tell people, it'll teach people something important that it relates to the product. And then it's going to talk to them about some, maybe some myths that they have about how to get the result that they want. And then finally present the product as the solution to get the results that the prospect wants. But here's the thing, not everyone sticks around and watches the whole webinar, and even the people who do might not be ready to make a decision immediately. So by following up that webinar with a series of automated emails, you can give people a little bit more time to decide, have a longer conversation about it with them so that you can guide them towards making that sale. Another type of automated sale sequence is called a flash sale. Now this is gonna be a really short sequence. 
Typically, all of the emails in this sequence are going to be sent over a one, two, or three day period. And this is a good sequence to use if you have people on your email list who already know about their problem, they already know about the solution, they already even know about your product. They haven't purchased it yet, but they're already interested. They're already thinking about purchasing it. So you don't need to have a really long sales conversation with them. You don't need to explain a whole lot to them. You just need to present them with an appealing offer. So if that is the case, then you can create a flash sale email sequence. And what this is going to do is just offer people this appealing offer. Maybe you slash the price. Maybe you add a bonus that's only available for one or two or three days. You send them several emails over those one or two or three days. It can be an easy way to make quite a few sales automatically. The caveat there is, as I said, you have to have people who are already just about ready to buy your product. They're just waiting for the right price or for a special offer or for that last little push. If you try to do a flash sale, with people who have no idea what your product is, your product needs a lot more explanation, then they're just going to turn a blind eye and ignore that those sales emails and they can actually damage your relationship with your prospects. So that's why it's really important to understand who your prospects are, where they're at in their sales journey, in their buyer's journey, and just speak to them where they're at. A third type is called launch week and this is kind of the most typical type of email sequence you see with online businesses, I think. So this is when you have a sales period that is one to three weeks long. Typically one or two weeks is very common and you're going to send quite a few emails over this one to three week period. You will most likely be emailing about once a day, although some people email twice a day. And this is good if you perhaps don't want to do a webinar or a video series as we'll talk about in a moment. You just want to do email, but you need to have a long sales conversation with these prospects. Stretching your sales period out for one or two or three weeks will give you a lot of time to slowly have that conversation and gradually work them closer to making that purchase. Um, another type of email sales sequence is called the product launch formula video series. So product launch formula is a series of video trainings. It's kind of like webinars, only there's not just one of them. There are typically three or four videos in the series, and you don't pitch in the first couple videos at all. They're just training videos. It's just a training video series. These videos are typically going to be a lot shorter than a webinar. A webinar might be an hour or 90 minutes long, but these videos are most likely going to be between five and 30 minutes long. I would say 15 minutes is a really common length for them. And in the first few videos, you will just give value. And then in the final video or two, you'll be pitching your product. So it's very similar to a webinar. It's just broken up into several shorter videos instead of one longer video. And some people find this to be more effective than a webinar, but it is more complicated to set up. So that's just something to be aware of. I wouldn't really recommend this if you are new to email marketing yourself. So finally, if you would like more training on setting up email sequences, email sales sequences especially, then you can consider joining Startup Society if you're not already a member. Inside Startup Society, we have training on email marketing and specifically training on email sales sequences so we can guide you to set up your email sales sequence for your next launch or to set up an evergreen email sales sequence so that you can be selling your products on autopilot. So you can head to startupsociety.com to learn more and to sign up for the program if you're not already a member. 
The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment, like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions, and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship, and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. All right, so moving on to the third type of email sequence that every online business should have. This is called the lead return email sequence. There definitely is an alternative to this, which I will be discussing. But first of all, let's talk about what a lead return email sequence is. So quite simply, this is going to be a very long sequence that sends an email or two every single week. So it's kind of similar to an automated email newsletter. But the express purpose of these emails is all to get people into your email sales sequence. So you have that automated sales sequence set up and it is based on a trigger. What is that trigger? Most likely it's when someone clicks on a link or signs up for something. But how do you get people to do that? Well, that's where this lead return email sequence comes in. Every week it sends out an email or two to your prospects and it shares with them a free offer. Something like, do you want to sign up for the wait list for this product? Or do you want to register for this webinar? Now, of course, it doesn't just ask that question. There is educational emails that guide people towards wanting to take one of these free actions. But once someone takes one of those free actions, it triggers them to be added to your sales sequence. Now, what's really cool about this is that it means that you're constantly going to be getting your leads to come back into your sales sequence. So let me walk you through a little scenario of what would happen if you don't have the lead return email sequence. Someone signs up for your email newsletter, they get your welcome emails, and they're pretty interested in your brand. Then they get a series of sales emails. This is your automated sales sequence. Now they're interested in your product, but they're not quite ready to buy yet. Maybe they don't have the cash on hand right now. Maybe the timing just isn't right because they're busy with other things right now and they don't want to you know, buy this new product that they're not going to have time to use yet so they don't buy. Now, what you could do is then have another automated email sales sequence and another automated sales sequence and another and another and another, but you will be guessing as to the timing. And it might be that the timing is wrong over and over again. On the other hand, if you have this automated sales sequence that is based on a trigger where only when someone signs up for a wait list or signs up for a webinar do they get added to that sales sequence, then it is going to be much more likely that you can get the timing right and pitch to people when they are actually interested in buying your product, not just after they've signed up for your email list in the first place. That's where this lead return email sequence really comes in handy because it's going to automate the process of getting people into your email sales sequence. So I hope that that helps you to understand what this is. Let's talk about the alternative because a lot of people will actually choose the alternative in this case, but you need to be strategic about this. Make sure that you know what you're doing um, so that you can really get the best results here. The alternative is to send live weekly broadcast 
email newsletters, which is a very common practice in many, many businesses every single week to write a live email, send it out telling about the latest events or the latest content or the latest products that are available. And if you're already doing that in your business, then just keep doing that for now, but tweak it ever so slightly and try to get people to take one of these trigger actions, signing up for a webinar, signing up for a wait list, and then make those triggers connect to your automated sales sequence so that when someone clicks on that link and takes that action, they then get a series of sales emails. So like I said, you can do that with weekly broadcast newsletters or you can do that with the lead return email sequence. Long-term, setting up that lead return email sequence is going to enable you to simplify your business, work less, automate your sales and make more money. So it's a great move, but shorter term, it is a lot of work to set that up. And so you might wanna stick to weekly broadcasts for now. Later on, you might be able to repurpose a lot of those weekly broadcasts into emails inside of your email in your lead return email sequence. All right, next up we have number four, and this is the abandoned cart sequence. What is an abandoned cart sequence? An abandoned cart sequence is a series of emails that get sent to someone if they start to check out, but they don't finish checking out. So maybe they click on your product, maybe they add it to their cart, and then for some reason they never buy it. Now, maybe they changed their mind, but maybe they just got distracted by their child calling to them from the other room and they had to go get their child a drink of water and then they completely forgot that they were trying to buy this thing because their life is busy and they got distracted. So it is very helpful to set up what's called an abandoned cart sequence to remind people about that thing that they were thinking about buying. The abandoned cart sequence can be as short as just one email, or it can be several emails long. Now, in order to be able to trigger the abandoned cart sequence, you do have to have the person's email in the first place. So you can't just start sending emails to someone who added a product to their cart if they haven't given you their email. It just isn't possible. So you're going to have to either have someone create an account first or have your checkout process set up so that the first step is to enter their email and their name. And then the next step is to actually complete their purchase or you will have to have this person already on your email list because they've signed up in the past. And then when they visit that page of your site or when they take that action, that is the trigger event. So this is a little bit more complicated to set up. However, if you are using some sort of shopping cart software, then they might have this already set up for you to make it pretty easy. Now, it's pretty easy to see how this can help to increase sales. You're going to recapture some of those prospects that were so close to making that purchase, but then just didn't quite follow through. We typically are going to see, you know, somewhere between a 10 and a 50% success rate on these emails where 10 to 50% of people end up actually going ahead and purchasing the product. So, uh, it's something that can be a little bit of a hassle to set up at first, but once you have it set up, it is going to run completely on autopilot and you won't need to touch it potentially for years unless you change your sales process, of course. So that can just be adding some money to your pocket that otherwise would be left lying on the table. Finally, number five, this is the re-engagement sequence. A re-engagement sequence is sometimes also known as a list 
cleaning sequence. So this is a series of emails that are sent to people who have been inactive on your email list for a period of time, typically about three months or so. And you are thinking about cleaning them off your list because they're just dead weight. They are damaging your deliverability and your open rates. And you want to keep your list nice and clean and healthy. So you want to get rid of that dead weight. But before you do, what you should do is send those leads through this re-engagement sequence. The re-engagement sequence is a series of emails that have subject lines that tell people that they are about to get deleted and that if they want to stay on the list, they need to open the email and click a link. So the subject line might be something like, oh no, is it time for you to go? Um, Or do you still like me? Or something like that. There are lots of different options for this. It definitely doesn't need to be complicated. I would highly recommend doing it because first of all, I highly recommend cleaning your list periodically. I clean my list every three months because I find it really helps to keep my list healthy, keep those engagement rates high, keep the open rates high, help my email deliverability. It's overall just a great thing to do. It also helps to keep my email marketing software bill down because email marketing software can get really expensive as your list gets really big. And if I didn't clean my list, let me see. Right now I have about 100,000 email subscribers. And if I didn't clean my list, I think I would have over 500,000 email subscribers. Uh, And what I mean by that is over the past five or so years, five, six years, about 500,000 people have joined my list, but we have cleaned out a very significant number. Maybe I shouldn't say 500,000 because I'm not quite sure about that number. I will say it is somewhere between 300 and 500,000 email subscribers that have signed up for my email list. And we've cleaned out far more than half of the people who over time just stopped opening my emails. And that's completely fine. You know, we're all constantly discovering new people online, subscribing to new email newsletters, things in our life change, our interests change, and that's completely normal. And I don't really want to continue to bother people with my emails if they have no interest in opening them. So how my email list cleaning sequence works is if someone has not opened an email for at least 60 days, but they've been subscribed for more than 30 days, then we are going to remove them from the list. But before we do that, we send them this series of emails that prompts them to open an email and to re-engage. And if they do that, then they don't get removed from the list. So let's talk about two more things related to this. One is how does this help to increase sales? Well, it helps to increase sales because it helps to re-engage cold subscribers. People who haven't been opening your emails for a while might get prompted to open your emails and then start actually reading them after that because they got this little wake-up call that they're going to get deleted if they do not, in fact, open the emails. And this can help to in re-engage them and actually then turn them into a paying customer. It's also going to keep your list a lot healthier and cleaner so that you are able to get your emails into more people's inboxes for the long run, which obviously is going to help to increase sales. 
And then the final thing I want to touch on about this is how can you set this up? Well, a lot of email service providers, otherwise known as email marketing software, provide an automated option for you to set this up without you having to do much work on your own. So they might have already written the emails for you, already set them up in a sequence, and all you need to do is turn this sequence on and push your cold subscribers through it. That is how ConvertKit has this set up. ConvertKit is the email marketing system that I use and love and recommend, um, and they make it super easy. If you're interested in finding out more about ConvertKit, we will be sure to leave my affiliate link in the description below so that you can check that out and you can help to support the show if you choose to sign up for an account. Like I said, I personally love it. I've been using it for years. Um, but at the same time, if you're already using an email marketing software that works for you, no need to switch. I see people asking frequently, I'm using such and such right now, but I hear ConvertKit's great, should I switch? And a lot of the time, there isn't really anything prompting them to switch. They're not having a problem with their email marketing service that they're already using yet. So I always tell them, no, just wait, you know, just stick with what's working for you. No need to reinvent the wheel. You will come to a time when you outgrow whatever email marketing service you are using, whether that's because your list becomes too big or because you want some automation features that your email marketing service doesn't provide. And that is a good time to make this switch when you have a reason to, not just because because you hear that ConvertKit's great. It is great, but it's not worth the hassle of making the switch when you don't need to. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Before we wrap this up, listen into this question a Startup Society member asked during the live stream. The first one comes here from Jacqueline, and Jacqueline asked, I just started my email list. I have a welcome sequence, but that's it so far. Would really appreciate help knowing how to decide how I should be segmenting my subscribers in a logical way to prepare for the future as I grow. That is such a great question, Jacqueline. And I say that because I definitely made this mistake of segmenting my subscribers in a million different ways and it just made things a lot more complicated and didn't really help. So here's what I would recommend. Have a plan for what products you are planning to sell, or maybe you already have these products set up, and then segment people based on what would indicate that they might be interested in purchasing one product versus a different product. Now, of course, you might not know exactly what products you're planning to sell in the future, but you probably at least have an idea of generally the different types of people you're serving. Now, if you are only serving one target type of person and you're just planning on helping them with one specific thing, there's really no need to segment them at all until you have that information. At some point you might decide, you know, all these people want to learn how to plant a vegetable garden, but some people want to have like a crash course where they learn everything in, you know, a one day workshop versus other people want me to work with them each and every week for the entire gardening season, okay? So both people want basically the same outcome, but they want a sort of a different product, a different version of your product. And in that case, when you make that decision, then you can start to segment people in that way. So you, of course you can't know what you're going to do in the future, decisions you haven't made yet, ideas you haven't had, you can't know that. So don't overcomplicate things, as you said, by segmenting people in too many different ways. Instead, just based on the products that you already know you want to sell now, or you know you want to sell in the future, segment people based on those different categories. 
The main criteria I would recommend that you use here is what is the outcome that people want? One last question, and that was from Rosa who asked, when is it too many emails? Should I email my list every single day? Some people recommend emailing your list every single day. I personally feel that that is too many emails and that's not what common practice is online. I would say the minimum I ever recommend is once per week. If you email less than about once per week, you're leaving a lot of room for people to forget about you, forget about your company, completely forget who you are. And then when you send them your next email, then they won't know who it's from. They won't know why they might want to open it. And they might even think it's just spam. And you definitely don't want that to happen. So you'll find that by emailing more frequently, you'll be able to build a stronger relationship with people. You'll typically see your open rates actually go higher. And most people find that the more frequently they email, the more money their business makes. So I would recommend emailing between one and three times per week anywhere between like once a week and every other day, I feel is a good amount. If you're not emailing even once a week right now, then I would recommend just starting there. Don't try to start emailing every day or anything like that at the beginning. Just give yourself a task each week to write an email to your email list. Don't worry if it's been a while since you've emailed them, just get back in the flow of it. Just say, hey, old friend, you know, it's been a little while, but I wanna be in contact. I wanna help you out with whatever it is that you help them out with and tell them some ways that you're going to do that in future weeks and then continue to send them an email every week. Then you can work your way up from there. All right, well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.